Good morning, boys and girls. Good to see you. Good morning, boys and girls. Um, everyone downstairs, give everyone in the balcony a big wave. Say hiya. Hiya. Everyone in the balcony, wave down to everyone down below. Say hiya. Excellent. And good morning to you guys at home as well. It is a good morning this morning. And do you know why? It's because I've had my breakfast. Oh, I love breakfast. I love starting the day with food. It is so good. Hands up, who likes breakfast? Oh, yeah, I'm not alone. Fantastic. Good to see. I tell you what, if I don't have my breakfast, I get pretty grumpy. Let's see some grumpy faces to the people next to you. How do you look if you don't have your breakfast? Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to see there's a bit of a food theme in our true story from the Bible today. So you're going to have to have Exodus 16 back open with you as we follow along. Now, where do we find ourselves today? We've got a few props set up around us. We are not in Edinburgh anymore, folks. We are in the middle of the desert. We have gone back thousands of years and we are with the Israelites. There is about two million Israelites, and they've just come out of slavery in Egypt, where they were oppressed by the Egyptians. Now, God has promised to lead them out by his chosen special leader, Moses. And God has promised to lead his people to a new home, a land flowing with milk and honey. Oh, that sounds great, doesn't it? But they're not there yet. And there's a problem. There's no food. <gasps> They've not got any food. The Israelites have not got any food. Oh, no. And in our true story in the Bible today, we're going to see, a bit like me when I've not had my breakfast, they are grumpy. They are not happy at all, folks. Not at all. Not just that they want food when they start grumbling, they want to go back to Egypt. They want to go back to the place that they were slaves. How daft is that? They could be praying to God. Do they pray to God? No. No. They don't turn to him, even though he has been so good to them. Do they put their trust in him? No. Shake your head with me. No, they do not. And they start to grumble against God's special chosen leader. So how should God respond? You see, there's nothing that different about these Israelites compared to the Egyptians that they've just saved. There's nothing that marks these Israelites out as anything special that makes them worthy of being saved. So what does God do? Well, have a look at verse 4. God does something which they don't deserve. Verse 4, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instruction. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in. And that is to be twice as much as they gathered the other days. So God says to them, you want bread from Egypt? I'm going to give you bread from Egypt heaven. How amazing is that? There'll be enough for them every single day. 
Wow. Have a look at verse 13. That evening, quail came and covered the camp. And in the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is it? For they did not know what it was. They say, what is it? And in verse 31, we see the name they give it, manna, manna. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this morning, you are going to get to learn some Hebrew. Ah, you didn't think that was going to happen, did you? Can I get a slide on the screen, please? We have got here, it looks a bit funny, it's two Hebrew letters. Now, in the Hebrew language, they read right to left rather than left to right. So it goes man on the right there, and then na, which basically translates man, that letter means what, and na is a question mark. So it's like saying what, or to put a bit of a Scottish slang on it, which, which, what's this, what is this? Turn to your neighbor next to you and say, what, what, what is this, what is this? What is this? Hang on. That sounds familiar. What's it? Next slide, please. Ah, now, boys and girls, um, a bit of artistic license for me, please. These is not bread from heaven, okay? This is bread from my local supermarket, but it will have to do this morning. And every day, early in the morning, God would rain down all the manna on the floor. I'm going to need more. He would rain down and the Israelites would go out and gather up the manna every morning to make their bread. Isn't that amazing, boys and girls? Now, it didn't look like this. This looks a bit artificial and a bit, well, cheesy. But this tasted of honey. This was a foretaste of what they were promised in their new home, their promised home, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, I think we've got a game coming on. Uh, and I've got some helpful volunteers this morning. Yes, Ben and Luke, do you want to come up? Give them a round of applause. And can I get Joel and Micah up as well? Give them a round of applause. Run, 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 run. I'm going to need you. Okay, now, gentlemen, I'm going to need you to stand over by that tent there. Is that okay? And I'll explain what you need to do in a moment. Come on up, boys. Come on up. Run, run, run. Now, there's quite a lot of manna on the ground. And I'm going to give you guys a challenge this morning to try and gather up. Now, what they would do, they would gather this, and then they would bake it into bread, okay? So I want you to stand by your tent, stand over by, there's a little plate on the floor over there. Excellent. Now, one at a time, what I would like you to do is one person puts the oven mitts on, runs up, grabs one manna, and carries it back to your plate, okay? You then swap the oven mitt over to the other person, and they grab one, okay? You've got one minute to gather as many as you can. Do you think you're up for that? Okay, oven mitts at the ready. Are you ready? I think we'll have some music to go in the background as we get ready. Are you all right, Luke? Excellent. Okay. Three, 
So Ben, you've got to wait until Luke's gathered one, okay? Three, two, one, go! Go, 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 go! See how quick he can get them. Who can get the most? Now, can you imagine the Israelites would be doing this every single day? Isn't that amazing? Oh, look how many you've got. <laughs> okay, we've got two over here. How are we doing? Yes, Ben, excellent work. Oh, it's a bit of a faff with the other mitts. You can do it, though. You've got another 30 seconds. Oh, no, the desert's coming with you. We're okay, we're okay. <laughs> Go on, Ben, you can do it. Oh. Okay, you've got 15 more seconds. 15 more seconds. How many more can you get? Right, we're going to count down with them. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Stop right there. Freeze, freeze, freeze. Okay, I'll... Never work with children or animals. Well done, boys and girls. How many of you got on your plate? Oh, you've got lots. Excellent. Boys and um, ladies and gentlemen, let's give our volunteers a round of applause. Excellent, guys. Excellent. Well done. Okay, guys, you can go and sit down. But before you do, here's some unopened cheese puffs for you. You can go and sit down with your parents again. Excellent. Give them a round of applause, everyone. Excellent. Oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> okay, the Israelites would gather up to eat as much as, uh, to gather up as much as they wanted every single day. It didn't matter if they gathered a little. It didn't matter if they gathered a lot. There would always be enough for that day. But just like in the Garden of Eden, when God gives a blessing, he gives an instruction with it. So verse 4, have a look. The people are to go out each day and gather up enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. And God gives three instructions to the Israelites. So the first instruction on the screen, instruction number one. to God's chosen special leader. What do we think? I don't see many thumbs, boys and girls, and the adults. No, no, they didn't. They didn't listen. Verse 19. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was very angry with them. Now, I've been doing a little science experiment. Uh, over the last few weeks at home, I've left out oh, a bit of manna on my windowsill. Oh, boys and girls, that stinks. Let's see some gross faces. Oh, uh. I mean, they smell. These are pretty cheesy at the best of times, but that stinks. That absolutely stinks. They can't eat that. Why wouldn't they just follow God's instructions? 
Now, why would God make a rule like this? Is he a sneaky God, boys and girls? Do we think he's a sneaky God? No, that can't be it. Maybe the Israelites were on a diet and saving food for another time. Was it really that bad? When God tests us with a rule, he's trying to teach us something. By providing manna, God gives them just what they need. They were to put their head down on a pillow that night, not knowing where their next meal was coming from, or rather, not being able to provide for themselves. They had to rely on God. No food in the fridge to go to. By storing away food, they probably felt pretty clever, saying, eh, God, I don't need you that much tomorrow. I've, I've got something to rely on. I don't really need your provision. Thanks very much, though. That isn't trusting at all, is it? And it's not listening to God's special chosen leader. So instruction number one, say it with me. Eat all your manna or maggots will come. Excellent. Now instruction number two on the screen. Instruction number two. instruction here. Who likes holidays? Hands up if you like a holiday. Oh, I feel long overdue a holiday. Don't know about you. Has the school term felt like it's gone on forever? Yeah. Oh. Well, we see here uh, that the Israelites had gone a long time without a holiday. They had gone, boys and girls, 430 years without a holiday or a day off. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine what your face would look like if you didn't have a holiday for 430 years? That is ridiculous. So God was going to give them a special day off each week. What a nice God. Verse 23. This is what the Lord commands. This is Moses talking. Tomorrow is to be a day of Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left and keep it until morning. So different to the rule before for this Sabbath day. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any on the ground today. So let me see your thumbs. Do you think the grumbling, grumpy Israelites will listen to God's special chosen leader with this one? What do we think? Let's see your thumbs. Let's see your thumbs. No, they don't listen. Verse 27, nevertheless, some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather, but they found none. There was none to be found. By treating this special Sabbath day that God had given them just like any other day, the Israelites weren't listening. Now, why would God make a command like this? God is teaching them that there's something more important than providing food every day. Boys and girls, can you imagine? There is something more important than food today. Isn't that incredible? And what is it? He took their focus off of collecting and gathering and making foods to focus instead on something else, something even more important. 
He could give them time to enjoy and celebrate their special friendship that they had with God. This, in fact, boys and girls, um, parents as well, Exodus 16, this is the first time that Sabbath rest is mentioned in the Bible. This is the first time that God gives his people a day off. This is amazing. A chance for the Israelites to say, wow, God, you know, this week, every single day, you provided for my needs just the right amount. Even though I grumbled against you, you are so amazing, God. I couldn't have done that. I love you and I praise you for that. It was a chance for them to grow in their love for God. That's what the Sabbath is about. So instruction number two, say it with me, God rests, so should you. Excellent. And one final instruction on the slide. Instruction number three, remember what you've seen. Say that with me. Instruction number three, remember what you've seen. Verse 32, Moses said, this is what the Lord has commanded. Take an omer of manna and keep it for the generations to come so that they will see the bread I gave you to eat in the wilderness when I brought you up out of Egypt. So Moses instructed Aaron to grab some of the manna and pop it in a jar, not for eating, but for keepsake, to remember. Now, remembering is really important. It helps us look back and helps us look forward. What do I mean by that? Looking back, future Israelites that weren't even born yet could look at the manna and think, wow, God provided for his people in the desert, even though they didn't deserve it. We can trust in God. But it also helps them to look forward. Because you see, there's a bit of a problem. Boys and girls, if you eat your breakfast in the morning, does that keep you full forever? Yes or no? No. No, it doesn't. doesn't even keep me going until about lunchtime, to be honest. There is a problem with manna because they needed to keep coming back to it. They kept having to gather it. It wasn't going to fill them up. It wasn't going to satisfy them. But there's the other problem as well. It might have changed their appetite briefly, but it didn't change their hearts. They kept grumbling. They wouldn't listen to God's special chosen leader. There needed to be something else, something better. It made them look forward to something better. Let's look at another of God's chosen special leaders. The true chosen special leader. The better, the best, the perfect chosen special leader, Jesus Christ. I'm going to turn to John chapter 6 to see what Jesus says. So it should be on the slide uh, from verse 46 of John chapter 6. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. 
but here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Instead of offering a meal, Jesus offers himself. In him, we can have life to the full, boys and girls. And that life will never run out, ever. In him, we can be truly satisfied and can celebrate our special friendship with God forever in heaven. The question is, though, are you listening? Will we listen to God's special chosen leader? Jesus goes on to say in John chapter 6, just after this, when the people were coming to him asking for food to fill their bellies, he goes on to say that unless we stop trying to fix our own lives and accept this gift that has come down from heaven, there is no life in you. None. And his disciples reply, this is pretty tough. This is a hard saying, Jesus. This is a hard teaching. Don't say things like that. And many turned away from Jesus after he said these things. They wouldn't listen to God's special chosen leader. And that's true of us as well. What about you? Only if we say sorry for grumbling, for not listening, for turning our own way, and make Jesus our king, can we enjoy the special friendship between us and Jesus? For those of us who are already friends with Jesus and follow him as Lord of our lives, we need to remember what the Lord has done for us, what the Lord continues to go on doing for us every single day. We need to turn to him to ask him for help for what we need every single day. And we can celebrate in our rest with him as our Lord. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you provided manna in the desert for the Israelites. Thank you that you did this even though they grumbled against you, even though they wanted to go back to Egypt. Lord, we are sorry for the way that we grumble. We are sorry that we turn to our own way. Help us to see that we need Jesus and Jesus alone to meet our daily needs. Help us to have life in all its fullness forever. Help us to daily trust in him and celebrate our friendship with Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.